With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Today, several law enforcement agencies were involved in a high-speed chase that began in Floyd County this morning and traveled through Butler and Franklin counties before ending near Dow's. 28-year-old Dylan Shane Rasmussen of Mason City is facing numerous charges, including multiple counts of eluding, possession of a stolen vehicle, and driving while barred. Rasmussen was alleged to have stolen a 2003 Chevy pickup truck from Cerro Gordo County and was driving the vehicle when the chase began. The truck became disabled when Rasmussen tried to drive out of a field near Dow's. No injuries were reported, but an Iowa State Patrol vehicle had to be towed after receiving damage, while a Floyd County Sheriff's vehicle received minor damage. Rasmussen was being held at the Butler County Jail. Yesterday, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department served two warrants to 33-year-old Daniel Main of Iowa Falls. One was for domestic abuse, third or subsequent offense. The other was for violation of a no-contact protective order. Main's been held at the Hardin County Jail since December 7th on other charges related to probation violations. More law enforcement officers will be on the roads from now until January 2nd, cracking down on those who speed or drink and drive. Iowa State Patrol Trooper Paul Gardner tells Radio On The Go News, safety should always be placed first when driving. This is the time of year where we don't want to deliver a death notification to somebody that their family member has been killed in a car crash. So we urge those, please don't speed. Make sure you're wearing your seatbelt. Don't drive distracted. You know, you keep that phone down because we've had problems with distracted driving, especially when it comes to cell phone usage and texting and such. With the holiday season approaching, we definitely want to make sure people are not drinking and driving out there. That's a very dangerous habit that we're trying to break. Gardner says speeding continues to be a big problem with many cases involving vehicles traveling over 100 miles per hour. Monday night, the Hampton City Council held a workshop meeting and City Manager Ron Dunn updated the council on various options he has looked into for the property at number four and number six First Street Northwest. The council asked Dunn to draft a resolution to proceed with filing a 657A petition on the property. In other business, the Hampton City Council discussed the audio-video plan for the renovated council chambers the consensus of the council was to move forward with an estimate from Merit Computer. The company will be invited back for another meeting. Video conferences may be a permanent part of our work lives now, and an Iowa State University study delves into what people are actually looking at during Zoom and WebEx meetings. Joey George, who is an ISU professor of information systems and business analytics, says they used eye-tracking technology to find participants did pay attention to whoever was speaking during video conferences, but they looked off-screen frequently and for long periods. We don't know exactly what was going on in their heads. We just know that for whatever reason, um, they were disengaged from looking at the screen for uh, about a third of the time. Anyone who's been on a video conference knows they can use the camera like a mirror, but shouldn't do so during a call. Still, the study found women looked at themselves during video conferences twice as often as men. Women are much more conscious of how they look and they actually use that image of themselves in, in the meetings to make sure that their hair is right and um, the makeup is right and the clothing is all right and men apparently just don't care as much. One of George's personal pet peeves is people eating during a video call so one of the distractions they used in the study was people munching on snacks or moving the camera to change the background. We found that everybody noticed the distractions, 
but they really didn't pay attention to them very long. They saw them, they registered them, and within a couple of seconds, uh, they went back to the, to the meeting. So I guess that's kind of good news that, you know, the distractions are noticed, but they just don't become something that's uh, a major concern. The technology for video calling was around long before the pandemic, but George believes Zoom and similar programs will most certainly continue to be popular well after COVID is a distant memory. Last week, the Belmont-Clemmy School Board voted 6 to nothing, approving a resolution directing district administration to make recommendations for reductions in programs and positions and for the reasons why. The resolution states that the financial condition of the school district dictates that the school board must reduce expenditures immediately. The BK board also said March 23, 2023 at 7 p.m. as the date and time for the annual budget hearing. Monday, the Hampton-Dumont School Board was informed that the South Side Sidewalk Project has been completed. In other business, the HD Board approved the modified supplemental amount for at-risk and dropout prevention for $248,966 and approved a motion to allow the superintendent to order the HVAC equipment once a decision is made on the HVAC unit company for the South Side HVAC work. This past week, the Hardin County Community Endowment Foundation received the last funds from the Schiller Trust of $1,170,765.08. Qualified organizations must be located and provide services within the Iowa Falls and Alden School District boundaries. This includes 501c3 tax-exempt nonprofit organizations, and 170C1 component units of government organizations like fire departments and libraries. The application deadline for these funds is January 6, 2023, with the grants approved on January the 19th. For more information, go to endowhardencoiowa.org. Again, that's endowhardencoiowa.org. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program is the director of the FGH Clinic and paramedic Aaron Miller, who will discuss frostbite and hypothermia. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ, following the news, weather, and obituaries, with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.